Welcome to The Workplace, the podcast where we try to do the impossible, make the places we work, places we love to work. I'm Andrew Scarcella. Every episode, we'll be talking with a different expert about what makes great workplace cultures tick. A Navy fighter pilot, an HR analyst, a fashion icon, who knows? Will they have all the answers? Nope. But with each one, we'll get a little closer to figuring out what we can do to build workplace cultures where people are happy, healthy, and inspired to do the best work of their lives. This episode, we'll be talking with Lori Hinkle about how she brought both humanity and strategy to the employee experience at Bank of America. Join us after the interview for The Takeaway, where we'll talk about what we can take with us to our own workplace cultures to make them better. As Senior VP of Global Human Resources at Bank of America, Lori designed, built, and now leads the Life Event Services team, which has helped countless employees and their families through difficult and emotional situations. Lori was interviewed by Cassie Will, a writer, journalist, and prolific world traveler who's right here beside me. Welcome back, Cassie. Thank you, Andrew. It's good to be here. So what made you want to interview Lori Hinkle for The Workplace? That is a great question. I was intrigued to talk with Lori when I first heard about the Life Event Services team and what she's doing at Bank of America. In today's world, we all live more of a blended work-life balance where our personal lives are intertwined with our work lives. For example, when I go home at night, I still answer emails, I take calls, and if I need to leave early for a family event, that's okay too. So what Lori did at Bank of America took this idea of a blended work-life balance to a whole new level, to a level of humanity. It's a level that not only should be accepted in workplaces everywhere, but it's something that led to actual monetary results for Bank of America. They saw better retention rates, higher engagement scores, and more importantly, they created a service that showed their employees that they are more than employees. They are people. And to me, there's something really special in that story. Yeah, this, all this talk about work-life balance, it's all life right? It's just life. Exactly, exactly. And Lori saw that and she took it and she created a whole new culture within Bank of America. That sounds really excited. Uh, Can't wait to hear what you guys talked about. Let's get to it. Hey, Lori. Thanks for joining me today. I'm really excited to pick your brain about how the Life Event Services team came to be. Let's start with the history. Walk me through how the employee experience team turned into the Life Event Services department at Bank of America. The Employee experience team was set up to help look at our employees as clients, which we had not done in HR before. Being in HR, I think we have always felt that we can just represent our lines of business that we support, and so we can make all of the decisions that they need. And we were hearing through tools that we were rolling out that we weren't meeting the needs of the client. We thought it was phenomenal. We'd roll it out, and then everybody was like, oh, this is terrible. If you had asked us, we would have loved for it to have been able to do this or this. So we really started to transition our thought process on focusing on clients and making sure we're getting client input, whether it was a global human resource service or a product or a tool. Uh, And so we really started to partner with actually our consumer marketing team. Uh, They are fabulous with getting feedback from clients before they roll a new product or a new tool. So we actually had one of our team members go sit with the consumer marketing team and learn their strategies for how to obtain feedback from clients outside of just a survey. And if you did use a survey, because that was the best channel to do so, making sure that 
the questions being asked were going to get you the answers that you needed, which we weren't very good at. We did a lot of, hey, do you like red and blue? And we didn't realize we were basically nullifying our responses because if somebody liked one, not the other, they're going to go neutral down the middle. So we started talking about how can we have focus groups with people to get their opinion? How can we incorporate the employee experience into even our project forecasting for the following year, it became a score factor in terms of how we allocated our project dollars. Yes, we needed to understand the technology costs, what we would be improving, but we were able to then add an employee experience score that weighed in in terms of where we were going to put the bang for the buck for the next year. We had all this data, but we still felt like we had more to do. So we put together a proposal it was an eight-month project called Employee Driven Transformation, where we felt we could take all of those inputs and then add in why people were calling our external HR support center and actually analyze the data and meet with our clients, the employees, to find out where, from an HR perspective, we were missing the mark from products, services, and tools, from what their expectations were, which is the first time we had ever done that. Um, and so... With that project, we brought in a third-party vendor to help us execute more focus groups, to run the analysis, to talk with employees basically about their entire life cycle from hire to retire, and what are all of the components within that that are meaningful to them. Now, we had a huge benefit at that time. The bank was rolling their brand about being human and connected. So not only were we able to say, okay, what's the experience, but we were also able to track back to say, are we making connections and are we being human in our interactions? A lot of HR documents and legalese, um, very difficult for people to understand, which then caused them to miss key activities, which then caused an escalation, which caused us to have to solve the escalation. So the thought process was listening to the employees. We knew things like onboarding would be really important, but we didn't realize in talking with them, there were other things going on in their lives that traditionally I think we would have thought more down the personal front than, than the business front. But they were including that when you're saying, what are those moments that matter to you in your employee life cycle? So they were talking about taking a leave of absence and adding to their family. And so it really shifted our thought process to say, hey, we might have things that are personal to people that we need to address and fix. Let's look at what we're offering. And from that came about 15 suggestions globally for things across HR that we felt if we could implement any of those 15, we would absolutely move the needle with our client satisfaction with our services. And furthermore, we felt based on some of the unique stuff we thought about adding, we really felt that we could also potentially help external to the company with external customers and family members. So one of the proposals from that was, let's build an in-house dedicated HR team, not external outsourced teammates who are fabulous and do a great job for us, but someone who is a teammate. When I'm talking to someone, you can look me up on our corporate directory. You know I'm one of your team members. And let's have them holistically help our clients through significant moments that matter. Wow, that's impressive. And what's happened since 2014? Has it grown? What's kind of the journey since then? Yeah, uh, it started, my operations team was the first team to put in play um, because we knew that we had something special and people were going to want data. 
right away. We had processes that had never been established. We needed to hire people. We needed to find places for people to sit. We needed to get the word out from a communications and engagement perspective about the team and what they do. Um, one of the amazing things about Bank of America are the number of benefits that they offer. One of the complex things about Bank of America are the number of benefits that we offer. And um, so it was really, let's look at what we can do to proactively educate people on the experience and make sure they understand the steps they need to take versus relying on a very legal document that outlines the leave of absence plans for the company. Um, we also knew from our teammates that we were not doing a strong job supporting our teammates who were retiring from the company, 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, some of them had great leaders who knew what to do and, and made it a really strong event. Um, some did not. And there was no cohesive plan to support them. And most of the feedback was actually on medical benefits and what would be available as a retiree versus the traditional 401ks, those that are governed into a pension plan. Bank and Merrill Lynch obviously have very strong plans related to that, but it was a life-changing moment. I am no longer going to come into the office every single day, park in the same spot, walk and meet the same people and, and lead my life. I'm transitioning to a new place and it's scary and you've got me on self-service mode. So we knew we needed to help them with that. And then the third one at the time was around survivor support. So we had outsourced to our call center support for family members when our employees passed. And when you broke that process apart and looked at it, again, looking at the perspective of the client, it was a very complex, difficult self-service landscape that we were asking them to manage, all while dealing with losing a loved one. So we knew with that human connection piece and with wanting to improve the experience that we needed to add survivor support. So those three teams were our inaugural teams. They expanded to include transgender support for our teammates transitioning in the workplace, that support for family members, for leaders, for the person transitioning, for their teammates, for their HR partners. We have expanded survivor support to the retirees and all of our retiree family members as well. We have a medical accommodation support team. We have a critical event support team that has just been so extraordinarily um, busy with hurricane season. Um, but that was uh, not originally on the radar. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was not on the radar. It was not until I was asked to start leading GHR business continuity and having accountability for HR when there is a business interruption. What do we do as a line of business for our teammates? And I learned very quickly in that role, but we also have accountability to help all of the teammates that are impacted by whatever the event may be. So we started critical event support, and it's tough to predict natural disasters or man-made disasters. So I knew I couldn't stand up a standalone team, so we trained everybody in life event services to be a critical event specialist. We just had two-year anniversary with our domestic violence support team, which we are so proud of. And we've just kicked off military support for our active military teammates. Um, and a couple of sprinklings in there. There's some uh, critical care that is focused on harm to self cases, threat to harm others. Um, and we have a terminally ill 
support team that also helps our teammates that get a diagnosis of terminal illness and they want to know what benefits are there and how their family is going to be cared for when they're when they're gone. So um, it has evolved significantly over the last four years. And we're continuing to look at and listen to the clients and find out what are other needs that you have that we can potentially help with. That is absolutely incredible. People dedicate their lives to a career, and the fact that you are giving back to that partnership is truly unique. What type of feedback have you heard from your employees? We get incredible feedback from managers that didn't know what actions to take, from the employees who have received the support, um, and from our leadership team. It has absolutely changed the culture at Bank of America. We no longer can go around just assuming that people's personal lives are separate from their work lives and that we should expect that. As a matter of fact, we should probably flip the lens the other way and just go in assuming that people's personal lives are going to trigger at some point an impact at work and make sure that everyone's educated on the resources that are available. One of our first survivor clients was so grateful for the support with a life insurance policy, a supplemental life insurance, understood what was happening with their medical benefits, but they said, my husband passed. He was the sole signer on my mortgage. Am I losing my house? We hadn't really thought about that. We were thinking about benefits, everything that I just shared. So we said, I don't know, but let me find out, which then prompted all of the teams within Life Events to have connections with partners across the company, from corporate travel to corporate security. Um, we have urgent financial support that we can provide our teammates. We have connections to all of the Bank of America products. So if somebody has a question about a checking account or a loan or a mortgage, or if somebody does need financial advice, we have absolute financial advisors at the helm ready to help. We feel as a team, we are also helping with all of the revenue generation for the company and the overall success of the company, which is a difficult thing to get people in support functions to feel like they have an input to that piece of things. That's such an enormous effort to put forth. How do you get, if somebody wanted to implement something like this within their company and they feel intimidated by budget restraints or how do I get leadership on board, what advice would you give them? How do you get leadership on board? If you can support people with their personal lives as they're going through moments that matter, they are more loyal on the back end. Their satisfaction with the company is more loyal. And we're actually impacting Bank of America's reputation outside of the company as well, which is huge with our retirees, with the family members that we support. Um, so I would say, number one, take the time up front. It's worth it to get the buy-in. And there are actually efficiencies that we found in pulling together this team. When we had our external vendor who did a great job, but they are not holistic across an entire Bank of America benefits portfolio. So we were asking our clients to go to multiple different vendors for multiple different products. It's not a great experience. I think people could look internally at their own processes and say, if we maybe didn't have to have somebody reach out to four or five different groups and there was a single point of contact, without changing FTE, without adding people to the team, could you function things differently? Um, so that it's not an overall expense. Now, I would say making sure that people understand that we are not robotic, that we are not numbers, that people that work with them uh, and for them are humans. And putting that extra investment absolutely has payoff on the backside. So that touches my next question. 
Why would a company invest so much in their people? What do they get out of it? What's the strategic advantage they're looking for? It sounds a little heartless, but if you were to take the humanist out of it, why should Bank of America help their employees so much? Besides the fact that we're all humans and we should look out for each other, what's the benefit factor on that business side? Yeah, there is a huge benefit with employee retention. So every time somebody leaves the company for one reason or another, you have to go out to search. You have to find a replacement for that person. You have a learning curve. Nobody can come in and take on a new job day one and have the same skills and abilities that somebody that potentially had been in the role for five years. So um, by having these teammates choose to stay at bank through loyalty, that helps with our turnover our satisfaction and the culture that is created around people really caring. We just had Florence uh, in North and South Carolina, Hurricane Florence come through, and we have a system through our employee event response team that will call people to account for them, to let them know about resources that are available. One of the rounds went out to find out in the evacuation zones who was not evacuating. You could select an option to say, I'm not evacuating. We could have left it at that and said, it's people's personal choice. Should they choose to listen to the weather weather woman or weather man out there? Um, but we ended up calling them just to make sure. And we actually had a handful of teammates that were not leaving because they didn't have the ability. Uh, one in particular has a, a child that has a disability or a blessed ability, depending on how you look at that. Um, and they needed to remain laying horizontal and they needed the nurse to travel and she didn't have transportation that would allow that. So Life Event Services came in, worked with corporate travel, got them the appropriate vehicle that would allow them to evacuate. Now, most of the time, those aren't the stories, but it's those individual pieces, just one person that we helped makes a difference in terms of Bank of America breaking down such a large, enormous company to that level of human. Absolutely. That's such an incredible story, especially for a huge company, right? Everyone knows the name Make of America. It's everywhere. And I think a lot of people sometimes forget that these large corporations, that they have a heart and they have a soul and they actually care about their employees. I want to talk to you personally for a minute about your passions. You seem so passionate about this. Is HR something you always wanted to go into? Did you want a job where you could help people? Where does this passion come from and where did this journey begin for you? Uh, no, actually, my major had nothing at all to do with HR. It was the, the path and the opportunities that were afforded, which I'm very grateful for. But I, I am passionate about it. I think um, I, I believe human capital is the number one thing that sets top companies apart. I really do. And so when we have something so unique that is making such an impactful difference to our teammates and we get the stories, we see the helps, and, and some of it's really behind the scenes. Sometimes people will have no idea what that life event services team has done, nor should they, but the person that we've helped has, has made it. So I, passion is just, I've always had passion. I believe you have to feed your passion. And I've just been very fortunate that my career path with the support of my family has allowed me to align all of that. Absolutely. When did the stars start to align for you to create this program? So you're in HR, you see that there's this gap that you want to fix. Was there a eureka moment where you were just like, I can do a lot more than what we're doing? You know, you start asking yourself these questions. What if we can help people beyond retirement? What if we could help our employees go through terminal illness? 
What was the moment where this all just clicked for you? You know, I think I would say it was probably more frustration than a moment because I had the opportunity to see the escalations and what wasn't working from our own HR team from an operations perspective, whether it was an enhancement we needed to put with one of our external vendors, but the experience, how our employees were being treated did not align to what I think of as Bank of America, this amazing company. It was almost like we were holistically focused on the clients, which we need to be external. We love our customers and our clients, but we were not treating our own family, our own employees with that same level of respect, care, empathy, and we needed to change that. So I think it was more having holistic view of every day. And selfishly for my escalations team, I say, guys, it would be dream state if we could work you out of a job. That would be great. There'll be plenty to do on the life event services team to help people. But how great if we didn't need an escalations team because everything was working. We were able to proactively educate. People had an amazing experience. And we talked about how to make it a great place to work. That seems like a much better dream state to me. Do you think you've reached that moment? Are you a great place to work? I absolutely think Bank of America is a great place to work. Uh, we have the highest employee SAT scores. Um, we just got our results back, and senior executive leadership is just thrilled with the direction, uh, not only for employee SAT, but for our diversity and inclusion index, which, again, is all focused on people and making sure we are allowing people to bring their whole selves to work and that they will feel supported and that they feel like they can have a career um, at this company that I think a lot of people traditionally, if you're not within the walls, have no idea how many different opportunities are within a company like Bank of America. So to be able to encourage that and make sure that people are focusing on people, and it has been a culture shift. It was not the first week um, that this came into being. It was example after example, hurricane after shooting, after seeing the results and the impacts and then realizing that this is the best way to do business. This is the best way to do business. Make sure your employees are cared for first, and then they will care for your clients. Absolutely. It seems like such a simple philosophy to live by, but a lot of companies struggle with reversing that. It's not the client first, it's possibly your employees first. And by that, they will take care of the customer. How did you um, go about communicating this? Like you said, it was obviously it couldn't happen overnight. How did you go about communicating that, hey, we're here to help you in this time of need, regardless of what that need is? So we have amazing communication partners at, at Bank of America, but it was really a cohesive end-to-end, -end, what I call change adoption plan around who are all of the stakeholders that need to know about this. You need the senior leaders at the company to know so they can support it. We also used our internal internet site. Um, and our town halls. Uh, the team has been recognized with the board of directors. The team has been recognized by Brian Moynihan, our CEO, Andrea Smith, our CAO, Sherry Bronstein, the head of Global Human Resources. All are very purposeful in their messages. We have a long way to go. Um, 200,000 people, there's a lot of people um, that still, until they need the services, they don't necessarily know we're there. So we're working on enhancing that and just continuously finding ways like this amazing forum here um, to spread the word and make sure people are aware that um, hopefully you don't need us, but if you do, we're here. Hearing a lot of this stuff, I'm working with people with possibly terminal illness or retirement, maybe they're not prepared, or a shooting, like you said. Does that get emotionally draining for you and your team? And how do you 
how do you keep the morale high? Yeah, that's a great question. It absolutely does. And so we have a lot that we put in play creating the culture within our own team of support system and structure, such as if there is a case manager that has had multiple very difficult complex cases, we will often pull them from the lineup for a couple of days, let them manage triage, let them help with special projects so that they can get that particular mental break. We do a lot of cross-training, which I'm so proud of within the Life Event Services team. Um, so we don't have to post a position. If we have two teammates, one on the survivor team and one on the leave of absence team, and both want to learn the other spaces, the leaders have full empowerment to just move them, train them. And then that gets them out of some of the um, complex and emotionally draining stuff for a little while. Uh, we're also very conscious from a recognition perspective. It is huge for that team we send recognition cards to them. We put together a little Zen room. It was an old filing room that we painted Carolina blue. I chose the paint color myself, go heels. Um, and it just low lit lighting. We don't have fluorescent lights. It's low lit, it's quiet zone. Um, and it's just an opportunity for people to be able to step away. Um, our team in life event services knows that they are not tethered to their desk. They usually are because they wanna be there for the clients, but they have full ability to grab a teammate and go for a walk, clear their head, um, and make sure that we are caring for them um, just like they're caring for the clients because it can be overwhelming. And the leaders go through additional training to recognize the signs as well uh, so that they can proactively get ahead of it. We don't want someone burning out. We don't want someone um, you know, feeling like they have to keep going and they're just not emotionally in the game because the clients will hear that. They'll pick up on that. Um, so it's it's been very purposeful. Seems like you've thought of everything, every avenue of of how to keep your team happy and healthy and refill their tanks and take care of your your client employees and fulfill this great place to work culture at Bank of America. It's, it's absolutely a team effort. And uh, the Life Event Services team is definitely all in since day one with making sure we're continuously improving. It was a build from ground up. We couldn't have possibly, I mean, it looked beautiful on paper, but who knows by the time you actually roll it out and execute and get real clients through the door, um, where we continuously are learning. And that's part of the mission of the team is to make sure that we don't settle and stay steady, Eddie, that we're continuously checking in with the clients to make sure we're meeting their needs and expectations and adjusting where we need to. Thank you so much for coming down here and sharing this journey. And I think you had some great advice and hopefully we can solve a lot of other people's problems out there by your advice and your great words. And hopefully we can inspire other HR departments around the world to do the same That's thing. That's my goal. That's my goal. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Now it's time for Tangible Takeaways, where we break down big ideas into bite-sized pieces you can take with you and implement in your own workplace culture. The first is to get personal. Human resources shouldn't expect people's personal lives to be completely separate from their work lives. Major life events, triumphant or tragic, affect us all, whether we're at work or not. If HR can help out, lend a hand, offer support, shouldn't it? The second is to try cross-training. By giving team members the opportunity to try another job on the team, you're not only helping them expand their own skills, you're helping the whole team grow. Not to mention, be more flexible when someone has one of those major life events we were just talking about. The third is that I love the idea of the Zen room. So much so that I'm making my own right here in the recording booth. I'll just turn off the fluorescence, turn on the lava lamp, 
Maybe get some white noise going? <sighs> if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review The Workplace on iTunes. It really helps us grow and understand our audience better. The Workplace is sponsored by O.C. Tanner, the global leader in engaging workplace cultures. O.C. Tanner's Culture Cloud provides a single, modular suite where all employee experience apps are in sync, giving teams the integrated tools they need when, where, and how they need them. If you want your organization to become a place where people can't wait to come to work in the morning, go to octanner.com. <laughs>